Now back to On the Beat with Carl Stutzman on The Heart, 1340 AM and 101.9 FM. And welcome to On the Beat on The Heart, 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Really appreciated all of the uh, folks from uh, the Music Village joining us today and uh, giving us an insight into what is going to be a new uh, segment every week with the Music Village, kind of uh, highlighting the things that they're doing around Michiana. Great stuff there. Also, still highly suggest that you check out Mickey Miller's music, M-I-C-K. A.I. Miller. Uh, fantastic stuff. Was listening to it all day. Looking forward to having them back again next week. Uh, okay, so for any of you that have been listening to the show for any period of time, are very aware that animal issues are near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, my wife and I, we rescue cats. Uh, I was kind of forcibly turned into a cat person. Yeah, they're cute, but I'm always going to have a soft spot for the dogs in my life, uh, which is why I have three. Uh, now, through a, a series of Fortunate events, we'll call it fortunate events, also uh, have been connected to a group called Tracking in the Shadows, and they do some pretty great stuff, too. Uh, Mackenzie Yoder is with Tracking in the Shadows. Mackenzie, it is good to have you on the program today. Um, I hope you and the pups are doing well this morning. Oh, yes, we are doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day. We can't wait to go outside and play. And Everyone's good and happy, which is uh, kind of the bottom line of it. So uh, Tracking in the Shadows, I think, is um, it's a very interesting group for me, especially someone who comes from the cat world on this side. Uh, For anyone who wants to know what Tracking in the Shadows is, uh, is, as briefly as you can, or I suppose as as long as you need to, uh, tell us about the group, the organization, and uh, what you do and how it got started. Okay, well... It's basically a trapping group, but we specialize after the trapping. So the rehab process of these dogs, and part of that is grooming, vetting, training, and we get them into foster homes to re- to remind them how to be dogs again. And um, our mission is to just trap, track, trap, and rehabilitate and get them into their forever homes. That seems like such a, a difficult process with with dogs. I mean, you're talking about animals that have been on the streets for potentially a long period of time. They're not very trusting of people. You don't know what the situation was that led to them being on the streets. That's not an easy task by any means. Yeah, no, it's uh, they keep you on your toes. That's for sure. Um, track or trapping is very, um, it's exhilarating. Honestly. Um, I got addicted just doing a couple of TNR kitties just in my backyard, but, um, Kira, our director, she is the trapping whisperer and, um, I can see why she got hooked on it so quickly. Um, but yeah, they keep you on your toes because every dog is different. They have been on the run for different amount of times. Um, their stories are different, so we don't know what they came from and so some methods that we have may work for one dog and some don't um and some take months to trap some takes i mean almost a year to trap was our longest Mm -hmm. one so well it's different than you know trapping cats um you know because they live more in colonies a lot of these dogs are solitude They, they live in they live in solitude right they're they're out on the streets by themselves fending for themselves this whole time Yes. So yeah, nine times out of 10, um, they are just a stray that was either dumped or they got away from their home and they can't return. Um, but every once in a while we do, um, scan them for a microchip and they are registered and we contact the owner and that's a happy reunion. We're so happy for those. Um, but yeah, the ones that are just the strays, um, 
when a dog's on the run for a period of time, they go into feral mode. They pretty much just go into survival mode. Um, so yeah, they don't trust us. Um, they're scared of any noise, any movement. And so we want to show them that, it, you know, I know it's a scary process for them, but they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We've all seen some of the rescue shows that have been out there and some of the animal rehab shows. Uh, you know, TLC used to have a couple of those back in the day. Is it somewhat similar to what, you know, people may have been exposed to in television or other form- forms of media? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, I've, I've seen a couple um, trappings on like TV and shows and stuff. Yes. And so they use like the, like a cane leash that, um, goes around and it's it, it kind of tight it tightens up around the the neck or we use like um a live trap or there we even have a drop net that we used um to get our latest um hardest one of our hardest ones to get and um so yeah the dog in that moment is very scared and um <laughs> I'm sorry, my son is talking to me. No, right you now. are no, you are just <laughs> fine. Stay at home. Stay stay at home, mom. You've got two little ones to take care of there. But I get where you're going with that. So I mean, one of the one of the things I think about when it comes to tracking in the shadows is that the dogs that you guys are, are tracking are ones that have managed to avoid capture. I suppose that's the whole point of trapping. But when you think stray dogs, everyone's like, oh, it's a dog that wandered up to me in the street and I took it to the shelter. But that's not the case for you. I mean, you're actively trying to catch dogs that don't want to be caught. Yes. So yeah, Kira started this um, rescue because she saw the gap that there was for um, the dogs that animal control couldn't capture. Um, So yeah, it's not as simple as walking up and say, here, come with me. I'm going to take you somewhere safe. You know, (laughs) they, they try to elude all sorts of capture. Um, So when she realized that, okay, well, we need to help these dogs, you know, we don't want to put them through any more stress than what we have to. Um, She's part of the Elkhart County Lost and Founds uh, pet page on Facebook. And there was a trap that was donated to the group. And so Kira decided to, you know, start it herself, see what she could do. And she did it. She succeeded. And um, again, like I said, trapping is very exhilarating because you never know if today's the day that you're going to get the dog. Um, You know, they keep you on your toes. And so she started just to have a knack for it. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, yeah, she wanted to follow through with the dogs that she started trapping herself. She wanted to follow through with like their, um, the after process, you know, like the care, the veterinary care, um, grooming, um, and then hopefully find a good home for them. So, um, that's where she, in her free time, she just started doing that herself. Well, I think that, uh, you know, you yourself have a couple of, of really fantastic stories of being able to help dogs and uh, get out onto, uh, get them off the streets and get them into good homes. Uh, at least twice, though, that has included your own home. Uh, I think the story about your dog, Dara, is especially touching. Tell us about, uh, tell, give us Dara's story, kind of as an example of, of what you've, of what you guys have done in the past. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she is a living, breathing proof of why I am just so dedicated into this mission. Um, I am going to be behind Kira's side 24-7 because of, yeah, I have living proof and proof in my house of her. Um, so, yeah, Dara was uh, running on a very busy road off of 19, actually. Um, so there were some apartment complexes that she was running around on. Um, she was pretty friendly from what... Um, I heard because some of the neighborhood kids, you know, they would, they would pet her and feed her and stuff. And, um, it took us two months to finally trap her. So she was on camera. Um, she was 
getting into the traps and having a good meal, but she wasn't setting the trap. <laughs> so that was very frustrating. Um, but yes, once we finally trapped her, um, she was very scared. She was scared of her own shadow. Um, I mean, and when you get a dog like that, you can just tell, you know, their tails are tucked, their ears are down. They cower with every movement that you make. Um, if you use a different tone of voice, you know, they react to that. Um, and one thing about Dara was she had uh, severe separation anxiety. So once I think once she realized that she was safe and she was going to get fed and that, you know, have a bed and toys, um, you know, and especially with that person, she doesn't want that person to leave ever. <laughs> so she started breaking out of crates. Um, she was hurting herself. Um, she was um, at one point she did rip up some stair carpet <laughs> from Kira's basement. Um, just, you know, they just go into this panic mode that I just got dumped again. They're never coming back. I don't know what to do. I have to survive. And so, um, she was just panicking and it, it broke our hearts. So, um, Kira was pretty strapped with her. So I stepped in, I said, okay, let me help. Let me see what I can do. Um, so I took her in my home and I saw how wonderful she was. She was, had a very calm demeanor. She was wonderful with my boys. And um, she was fearful of men, which that's probably part of her past, um, but she overcame all of that. And um, so it took us a couple months to gain her trust. Um, so it was a lot of, lots of treats, lots of goodies, just time, love, and patience. And um, yeah, once, I mean, that was probably eight months worth of doing that. And I realized, you know what, this dog doesn't need to go anywhere else because she is home because she's perfect. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've I've had my chance to uh, spend some time and play with Dara, too. And I would 100 percent agree. She is right at home and you are most definitely her person. Uh, I think the <laughs> other interesting aspect of what you guys have done, and I'm not asking you to you know divulge any specific information about individuals, uh, but, you know, you've you've started taking in some dogs that are being, we'll say, retired from the puppy mills that exist in our area. Yes. So yes, we are blessed to have some connections all over because when, when Kira established this rescue, um, as a 5013 C3, um, we were able to have connections with networks like all over, you know, the County or even the state. Um, and one of those, yes, is, um, you know, these dogs are, they have, they're five, six, seven years old. They've been bred and, um, you know, they're no longer needed for breeding, but, you know, um, so we have that connection with them and we bring them into our homes and they're kind of different than, um, uh, I would say just a stray because, you know, these dogs are very well taken care of. Um, they're not neglected. Um, however, they still, they still need to learn to be a dog again. So our, you know, our mission is kind of the same with both of them, like, a, you know, a stray off the street or a breeder release. Um, but yeah, they're, they still wonderful dogs regardless. And, it all it can all be in a happy ending if we just give them a chance. Well, and uh, one of the things that you also do as part of that follow-up care is not all of these dogs come to you in the best of shape. Uh, recently, you had a case with a dog that actually piled up a, a pretty decent amount of medical bills. Yes. So, yeah, we we uh, rely on just fundraising to help pay for all of these care. Um, but yeah, um, part of the, the process we do for the rehabbing process is, yeah, we take them to shout-outs to uh, parrot veterinary clinic in Plymouth. Um, we go take them there. They are like our second family. Um, they treat our animals, you know, just like family. Um, but yes, a lot of them, you know, they, um, they need dental care. They're, 
um, nails are curled embedded into their toe beds. Um, you know, sometimes they're heartworm positive. Um, they have Lyme disease, um, malnourished, dehydrated, um, stuff like that. So it can rack up pretty quickly. And then mm -hmm. of course, um, we also spay and neuter them, um, while they're in our care. So they, when they go to a, a new home, they're ready to go. They're ready to go. Uh, I think it's an amazing mission that you guys have, and uh, it takes a lot of dedication and time and patience, and that is just fantastic. If people want to uh, learn more about the organization, if they want to donate, if they want to adopt, if you know they're maybe interested in, in, in offering their time, where can they go? What where, what res or where should they be uh, headed to to find out more information? Uh, we have a website. It's just trackinginthashadows.com. Um, we also have a Facebook page where we, that's where we were most active on. Um, and both of our website and our Facebook page, um, has a donate link that goes straight to our PayPal and, um, our website, uh, tracking the shadows.com has the list of all our uh, adoptable dogs that you guys can see and hear their stories. Uh, Mackenzie Yoder with Tracking in the Shadows. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, appreciate the uh, boys, too, giving us uh, giving you a little bit of a break, too, to jump on the show. Yes. Sorry they interrupted. <laughs> oh, no. Never apologize for that. We appreciate you, Mackenzie. Uh, all right. Thank you. That is it for us today on The Beats. We're back with more for a Wednesday edition on the Heart 1340 AM, 1019 FM. You've been listening to On The Beat with Carl Stutzman. Join us again tomorrow from noon to one on The Heart, 1340 AM and 101.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.